welcome to Speak It On. This program is designed for the edification and entertainment of the listeners and not designed to be representative of a church, nonprofit organization, or denomination. Opinions expressed are solely those of the host. Hey, hey, welcome back. And as always, thanks for listening. So, let's talk about the problem of Paul. Paul, he's one of my favorite, well, in fact, if not the favorite apostle I've got. There's several reasons for that. I mean, he wrote a large amount of the New Testament, but here's the problem. Paul, in himself, is, is a riddle. He's, he's kind of brutal. He's God's man for the church. He tells him, he tells everyone, I am the apostle to the Gentiles. Now, here's what's amazing about Paul. And it has to do with interpretation, really. A lot, I mean, for every two people you have three opinions on Paul there's a whole line of study just on the Apostle Paul now why is that well part of it is that a lot of people look at Paul and say he is the first theologian. He's like the Christian theologian uh, extraordinaire. So he started all of the theology having to do with everything. Now, on the flip side, there are people who believe, no, 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 that's not Paul. Paul is actually a pastor and he's dealing with issues and problems in the churches. And that's why he's writing these letters. For example, First Corinthians. And, and and what really gets me is so many churches are using First Corinthians as like a template for their church. And that church was so messed up. That's why he had to write a second letter saying, you guys didn't understand the first letter I was writing to you. So let me write this other letter. Now here's the thing. And I've mentioned this before. Peter even Peter in 2 Peter 3.16 talks about Paul. Talks about how Paul approaches things and, and basically says he writes this in all his letters speaking in them about such matters and matters of the church, matters of teaching, things of that nature. Some parts of his letters are hard to understand which ignorant and unstable people distort as they do the rest of the scriptures to their own destruction. And to be very honest with you, that's where you get prosperity gospel out of. That's what Paul, what Peter's talking about. And, and here's the kicker. In the book of Acts, if you look at that, and, uh, and I think there's another book in there, uh, Paul gets up in Peter's face and says, look, you're doing one thing for the Jews and one thing for the Gentiles, and that's messed up. 
and you're wrong. So Peter had enough for, for you know for withal to to you know or wherewithal to say, hey, you know, I take his correction, and okay. Uh, but this is also where this Second uh, Peter three sixteen is where people get the connection of the fact that Paul's writings are scripture because he says as they do the rest of the scripture which means the Old Testament well that's way impressive when you when you talk about uh, the apostle that was with Jesus okay a lot so anyway now lots of I mean for me to do a podcast on Paul and to cover everything that everybody thinks about Paul would last for blooming ever. So that ain't happening. All I'm going to tell you is this. There is a new perspective, alright, on Paul. And this new perspective, a lot of theologians basically say, really isn't a new perspective. Because what they're doing is they're taking Paul and they're putting back, putting him back in his Jewish framework, in his Jewish life. Now, let me see if I can break it down this way. So there's like like two different kind of thought processes. The original thought process was this. That um, Paul was a Hellenized Jew, left Judaism, and went to Christianity, and started it. And by the way, a lot of Jewish organizations and Jewish rabbis believe that Jesus was fine. The problem they've got is with Paul, because they believe Paul's the one that started Christianity. And that he twisted a bunch of stuff, and they really hate his guts. Um, because they believe that he was teaching against the Torah and all this other stuff. Which is not really what's going on. But here's the thing. Um, people believe that, okay, so he was a Roman citizen. He was born in Tarsus. That was pretty much a Roman city. So he, so he had Roman citizenship at birth. And he was trained in rhetoric, which is a Greek thought process. Yours truly has had training in rhetoric from my masters in communications. So the thing is, um, they believe that he did that and that he just really embraced the Hellenization. Okay, and, and that's a fancy term for meaning Greek-Roman life and thoughts. Every time you see Hellenized, that means that person loves Greek and Roman thought, logic, and and uh, and the and the classics, and Aristotle, and Plato, and Cicero, and all that fun stuff. Okay, they just love all those guys. Okay, so they believe in that in that he abandoned his Judaism on the road to Damascus. They there are, and these are Protestant people teaching firmly that. Um. Okay, so when he had this episode on the road to Damascus and Jesus appeared to him and stuff, then he, he he just dumped his Judaism and then he went forward and said, "Okay, I'm a Christian now," which didn't happen. It bloomed and didn't happen. 
And the reason I, it, that you can know that is because if you follow in the book of Acts, he does, you know, he does sacrifices after that. Now there are people who say, oh no, he was forced to do that in the church in, in the church in Jerusalem. You know, just put put the kibosh on him and all this shit. No, 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 no. Uh, wrong. Uh, that's not how it worked, especially with the temple system. But here's the thing. The issue is, number one, and, and this is the quote-unquote new perspective, is that Paul was a Jew, first, last, in the middle, and he never taught against Judaism. Never taught against Judaism. What he taught was that Jesus was the culmination of Judaism. Now, um, again, the complication is Paul was like a lot of ways, in a lot of ways, Paul's like a UFO. Alright? When you read his books, you, you know you've seen something. You just don't know completely what it was. Because it seems like he contradicts himself in, in certain books. It seems like that. But the issue is, is he's a dealing, again, he's not thinking, well, gee, i got to set up a theology. i got to get all this stuff straightened out so all these Protestants down the way will understand this stuff. That's not what he's doing. He's a pastor. Now, I'll be honest. A friend of mine gave me a whole different take on Paul. He said, no, I believe he was a CEO. A CEO of the early church. And I'm like, what? He said, yeah, if you think about it, you know, he just kind of showed up, fixed a problem, and left. Showed up, fixed a problem, and left. That's just what a CEO does. And I was like, wow. Wow. That's amazing. Um, I don't agree with that at all. But that's amazing. And, and that ran home to me ran home to me that there are so many thought processes on Paul. And by the way, I have heard some very prominent theologians um, basically say, well, you know, I just don't agree with Paul on this issue. You know, I just think that was all cultural at that time. Oh, well, golly whiz, uh, uh, I'm sure I'm glad you're here. Because Lance Negotian, I would have been following an apostle of Jesus Christ who actually saw them, saw Jesus. You know, but since we've got you here, holy Toledo, I can listen to you instead. Good grief. The absolute arrogance that that theologians have concerning that and it is and, and and then they'll get into the textual criticism. Well, you know, did Paul really say that and was that really Paul and blah blah blah. Well I got a question. If you don't believe the Bible is the Bible, then why are you blaming studying it and sucking money out of people? Why don't you just give it up, go into philosophy, and go from there? And just launch your little fanny over there. You know, leave theology alone if you don't buy it. You know, and and I'll be honest, a lot of these a lot of these individuals have this have this uh, uh, crusader complex where well I'm going to go and straighten everybody out. Oh golly whiz! Thank you so much. That is just awesome.
It's so glad to have you. Someone who absolutely questions the Word of God, doesn't believe it's valid, but nevertheless charges people for seminars and junk and gets paid a buttload of money. Um, you know, anyway. So, um, I don't mean to go off on that tangent, however, comma. The issue, I think, is this. You have to take Paul for his face value. Alright, I mean, for what he presents as. He was, he was a Jew. He was a Jew. Always a Jew. Never, ever said he was not a Jew. He never, he did sacrifices like a Jew, even after Jesus ascended. He followed the temple system. And, by the way, Paul was not a uh, milk toast kind of easygoing kind of guy. If he didn't like something, he'd get in your face. And he'd start arguing about that. He would really do that. So, these people, well, he was forced by somebody else. Uh-uh, no, not Paul. Uh-uh. Uh, you know, you can tell from just Romans and Galatians, and and by the way, by the way, there's some. Uh, if you get a shot, if you get a chance, and you just want to read something really, really deep, N Mark Nanos has a book on uh, Galatians and Romans, on Paul's writings, and really deep that stuff. Don't agree with everything he has to say in there, but I'm telling you, it's freaking awesome. Freaking awesome. Um, but the issue is, is, um, I think most people agree, uh, Paul was not someone who had to sit and think about what he was going to tell you. He just kind of had it. He just like, he had a shotgun approach. In the face. He was a firebrand. He was on fire. And, uh. And he had the Spirit of God all over him. So, the issue is, when you look at Paul, um, you have to look at him as he is. And he was a Jewish rabbi. And he was a Pharisee. And he was a lot of other things. And he was absolutely an apostle of Jesus Christ, who was hand-picked, who met and talked to Jesus. Yes, it was a vision. Yes, it was a vision. People would go, well, maybe he was hallucinating. Ah, listen, you hallucinate like that, I guarantee you, you're going to be mm, changed forever. Because, no. Uh, that was Jesus. Talking to him. Person to person. Mano a mano. And when that happens, when the uh, creator of the known universe, an unknown universe, talks to you like that, um, yeah, kind of changes. So here's the thing. Um, Paul didn't set out to be a theologian. A lot of people get theology out of his stuff. In fact, I would say a lot of theology is out of Paul's stuff. But here's the thing. He didn't set it up that way. Again, he was looking at handling an issue in a church. 
That's what every one of his books is for, with the exception of the pastoral letters. Pastoral letters, he's talking to a young pastor saying, this is the kind of thing you need to watch out for. This is how you need to do what you're doing. And by the way, pastor at that time was a function. It wasn't a position. There's no indication, you know, that that, that was like, okay, Timothy, you can quit your job now. We're going to support you. Uh, there's no indication of that at all. So, um, I kind of, I, I, I have feelings, a deep respect, admiration, love for Paul from this perspective. He's hard to understand. He's brilliant. It's like reading quantum mechanics sometimes. You're like, man, I kind of get the idea he's going at, but whoo, I'm not sure I completely grip it. And that's fine. Because Paul was light years ahead of everybody. And God bless him for that. Because he, he gives us something to strive at. Strive for. Something. Because when people look at Jesus, they say, oh yeah, but Jesus was God, you know, and, and, and I mean, how are you going to be like God? You can't be God, right? You know, I mean, it's like Jesus was God. Well, it's true, yeah. But Paul, Paul even says, look, you be imitators of me because I'm an imitator of Jesus. Because I'm an imitator of Christ. So... As you're reading, I want to encourage you. And by the way, if you're going to start kind of jumping off into Paul's letters, try starting with like Ephesians or Thessalonians, something like that. Because those churches were pretty, in general, well, Thessalonians had some issues, but it was very specific, okay? They thought, you know, that the uh, end times was coming right then, and so they sold all their stuff, and were waiting on a hill someplace, I think, waiting for Jesus. And Paul was like, uh, wait a minute. Um, Ephesians or something of that nature. Don't jump off into Romans. Everyone loves to jump off into Romans. Romans is probably the most, well, one of the most difficult books he ever wrote. And... Um, probably one of the most misunderstood books he ever wrote. So, start with like Thessalonians, Ephesians, Colossians, something like that. And then work your way to Romans and Corinthians. Corinthians is probably one of the single most messed up churches he was trying to, to work with. So anyway... I want you to know there's super value in Paul, but the people have gone bananas um, over a lot of the things that they see in Paul. And um, like uh, like Peter says in 2 Peter 3.16, a lot of people twist what he has to say to their own destruction and the destruction of anyone else who's following him. So, with that thought in mind, I want you to keep on keeping on.
thank you for listening to this edition of Speak It On. And as always, don't be afraid to speak the word in boldness and truth.